Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord, all night and central. Follow me now. Say hi, take banjos but a different way so i'm sorry you were outside last night when yeah i yeah so what <laughs> <laughs> so were you out the first time i came out you were th- you out there i think so okay why don't you tell me what you saw from me and i'll tell you what i yeah yeah what, saw and what felt. do you perceive this will be a good rundown yeah no yeah um i was just sitting outside and then I was talking to Jeremiah and Tony because I knew that they were at the end of the list. So I was yeah. like, oh, okay, you're just kind of out here for a sec. And then, um, you know, I was with Sarah, just <laughs> hanging out with her. And while Oh, we were she talking, was out there too? Yeah, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> it's okay, man. Made a bad impression on your girlfriend. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but, there, you know, actually, I don't know if she was out there at that time yet. But she was meeting me Hopefully outside. Not. It's okay. Either way, you know. It, it, dude. So, Someone <laughs> needs to reel in the chaos. So okay? go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, then chaos ringleader comes in <laughs> and says, "That's me. If you, if you're about to go up and I call you, you're not going up tonight <laughs> or something to that effect." <laughs> and then he walked. In. He's like, "Why don't you get fucking inside or yeah. something?" <laughs> well, you threw a fucking in there somewhere. I, yeah. <laughs> I, said, I something stupid. I got 50 people in there, and I'm not coming out again. So if you're next, get the fuck in the room or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's something actually like that. probably more verbatim. Um, and I had been out once before, and I told a comic that he was next. And he looked at me, and he said, yeah, I know, and took a bite of something. And I said, I've got a brand new comic up before you. I don't know how long that comic is going to do. Yeah. That comic doesn't know how long that comic is going to do for another Three months. Yeah. They could jump off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So get in here. I can't. I don't have time for this. Yeah. So the second time I came out, I <laughs> I yelled a little bit. And and the, the comedian who was specifically up next, I saw him walk in and go up to another guy at the bar. And the bar is about 50 feet away from where I'm sitting. And I saw him go up to another comic at the bar and whisper to him what had happened. And the, and the other comic... Like threw his hands, like rolled his eyes, like and gave like the jerk off symbol. And I spent he doesn't even know I saw it. I spent (laughs) the entire rest of the night trying to not to tear his fucking face off. (laughs) That was the whole rest of my night. Yeah. Is like I just wanted to I just wanted to do and just say, I wish you knew how much easier it is to be you and roll your eyes at this than to have to do I, I, yeah. I, I would love to let this go if you would break your dick off working to build whatever this is yeah. so that I could come out to that and roll my eyes when you... Fr- I'll calm down immediately. Yeah, yeah. But that, so that's where that... No, <laughs> little little empirical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little empirical. No, no, it, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, a lot of times, uh, a lot of times you're my... Uh, you're my branch of justice. You'd be keeping these kids in line more than me. Well, the these whole days. thing is like I just want to see peace and serenity, you know? Like I've been through hellish scenes before. Enter place that you could probably name and We're like, about to we're about to talk about them. Oh, okay. <laughs> By the way, I've got the Bakersfield famous comedy legend Andrew Boydston here with this oh, today shit. one of my favorite people in comedy, <laughs> one of my favorite people in life. 
Uh, there's no Andy like Sweet Andy. Hashtag Nelsa. Oh. Uh, Andy's recorded two comedy albums so far. More Coal for the Shame Train. And what's the first album called? Uh, Barstool Prophet. Barstool Prophet. He's currently working on material for his third album. He's done comedy everywhere. Comedy Store, up and down California, a couple of different states. Cure for the Comedy Tour. Done a little bit of everything. Been in the game 10 years. Uh, almost 10. Almost 10 years. Right yeah. about the same time as Joe Allen. He's my first yeah. podcast yeah, I guest. Think, I think he's got a year on me, actually. So, so you've been out and hoofing it for a while. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, well, I I can't even really sit there and just be like, I've been doing it for 10 years. I, I think I had to work. Oh, sorry. I had to work for uh, what I believe to be able to claim those first three years where I was really just kind of fucking off. Yeah. Like, and, and going out and doing it and thinking I was doing it because it was going well when I did do it, but then I never challenged myself. <laughs> and now I challenge myself <laughs> and I'm just like, now you're doing it. Like that's, now yeah. That's the tough part to get used to is to dig out of those holes. Speaking of which you mentioned that you were thrust into an odd scenario last night where we had a heckler. We've got this new thing that we start that I started and we've we've made it go across all the different rooms where if someone heckles, we give them a chance to stop. And then if they don't stop, whoever's on stage says, you know, you're really funny. You should come on stage and try comedy. And all the comedians, last night there were 22 of them, start chanting and banging the table yelling, get on stage. Yeah. Get <laughs> I was on one of stage. them. <laughs> get on stage. And the crowd jumps in too. And if they don't, uh, if they don't come up, we start to chant antagonistically at them we choose the most offensive celebrity that that person looks like and we chant that person is scared so last night we chose paul giamatti and if he didn't go up we would have yelled paul giamatti scared <laughs> paul, paul giamatti, giamatti scared, scared. <laughs> paul, paul giamatti <laughs> scared however he did go up he did and what happened uh Jeremiah proceeded to heckle him as if he was <laughs> yeah, at the Apollo. <laughs> he did. And this guy ate shit and terrified. He turned bright red, started shaking a little bit, oh, and man. then he ended by going, I don't really know what else to say. And then we all just just pounced on him. Yeah. And yeah. then you went up right after that. Yes, I did. I but did. As a veteran in the game, you know how to dig out of those holes, and you did. Uh, oh, Because you. you've been through the fire. Yeah. And... We're going to talk about one or two of your favorite either bomb or crazy or whatever it is stories that you have. But before we do, if you don't mind, you've we've been comedy road dogs together for nearly five years now. It's freaking crazy, right? Which is crazy because I've like I said, I, I've started this podcast and I'm, I'm finishing up on what I'm looking to release as an ebook of my uh, craziest stories in five years. I think there's 12 or 14 of them or so. <laughs> Almost every story you are a part of, <laughs> either you booked it or hosted it or facilitated it or were there. I was the linchpin. You were something. <laughs> you are in almost every story. Me and Joe talked about the Stramler Park Aviators mm, debacle. Mm -hmm. You. Uh, so uh, here's what I'll do. I just made a, a quick list yesterday off the top of my head. It took me 45 seconds of... The things that I know you were a part of, and I think I was a part of all of these with you. And I'm just going to give a quick just bullet point. And if you want to give me a sentence or two on your thoughts on them, we could talk about it. And if not, we'll just move on. Yeah, okay? yeah. <laughs> you ready? Number yeah. one. Stramler Park, uh, classic Rocktoberfest. 
Uh, you performed for one full hour in the daytime at an outdoor festival to approximately 12 people seated 200 feet away from you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I believe I even uh, <laughs> made a couple of jokes about how far away they were. You did. I was like, I always imagined this would be more of an arena and there'd be more people. <laughs> and then <laughs> and- uh, the biggest one was uh, like I just eventually during one joke because I was like, oh, I'm losing them. Duh. And so <laughs> they've been lost. The, opti- the optimism had worn off like yeah. you know how i am i just go up there and tackle it with enthusiasm no Let matter what i'm doing yeah. yeah and uh i just went do you guys hear that that's the sound of my dreams dying <laughs> and it got a huge laugh and then I, that actually like woke them up a little bit i was it, like oh right i got them it's strandler park a huge laugh is yeah <laughs> a distant a distant <laughs> yeah, right. I was crushing. Uh, you could probably hear me in the parking lot. I told you, I showed up. You were on. We were supposed to go from three to four. Yes. I showed up to check out the festival at two, and you. I don't. You might have done more than an hour because I showed up at two, and you were on stage, and I was like, "Fuck that!" Because I know as soon as I go in, he's taking you off and bringing me up. Yeah. So I sat there and I was like, "I wonder how long he'll go," and you went until three o'clock. Do you know how long you did? You got. By the way, you got to just about eat this mic for it to. Oh yeah, right yeah, yeah. Like, that's good. Well, my my biggest thing about it all was, um, I just treated it like batting practice at a point. You know, like I was just like, let's just try a bunch of shit that hasn't ever worked and just see if maybe that works for yeah. whatever reason. I just went back into like. You know, you know, whenever the quarterback is like, all right, we know the first play, we know the first drive that we really want to do. And then all of a sudden they're flipping over that fucking armband like that didn't work. We got to go to plan B, like whatever that is. Exactly right. And do a dump off pass and make the quarterback stats look better. Oh, am I too late? You might have sowed the seeds for your first comedy album just from doing that Stramler Park set. Dude, you know, honestly, that's probably true. <laughs> so that's number one okay. that I had. <laughs> Just got through one. Of 13. Yeah, uh, yeah. Number two. What a great number two. <laughs> <laughs> number two, Taft headbutt story. No, uh, yeah. We don't have to go into the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but to, to, to abbreviate, you hosted, booked, and ran a show uh, where uh, one of our, one of our, and we'll talk, I'll bring Justin and you together. We can talk about this. Oh, that'd this. be fun. And That'd be real good. A, a man, one of the other comics got headbutted. His face busted open. Yeah. The guy who headbutted him didn't even get kicked out. Can we get Nick Patrio and uh, Tom Goss down from LA? Yeah, <laughs> just get the whole, the whole gang. So, did you have any? Did you have any disputes on that? That dude. The craziest thing ever about that was my sister uh, texted me the next day, and okay. she actually texted me legitimately this verbatim. She said, "So, are you gonna sue them?" <laughs> and I said no what are you talking about and i was like sue who and then she told me and i was just like sis are you listening to people who are your friends in taft more than you're listening to your brother right now (laughs) like i had to remind her that we live in like a kardashian obsessed society but it's like taft is the kardashians we're obsessed with taft we gotta talk about taft did you hear about so and so having a baby at the salon like shit like that. in her defense you are her brother though. i fucking am <laughs> so when you say to your I sister, apologize yeah, who are you gonna believe <laughs> the people in taft or your dirty comedian brother <laughs> 
It is a tough call. I don't, you know, I, I'm a I, fragrant vagrant. I feel her pain for the position <laughs> that she was in on that. I can't get your goddamn microphone where I want it, but I'll get it there. Dude, yeah, you know. There I, it is. It fluctuates. That's there the thing is. about my voice. Like, it goes up, it goes down. It's it's all over the place. Number three. Yeah. <laughs> Taft Oasis shows uh, the general violence and arrest record and also uh, your your former, before Facebook took heavy on the advertising uh, and, yeah. and you got the, your former method of advertising was to make a sign and go to the local grocery store and stand outside to let them know there'd be a show the next night. And possibly sell them tickets if they were that much interested. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I did it. How uh, successful was that? Was it just you? Dude, we packed out the show. Was it just you? Uh, uh, yeah, it was just me. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, that's that's and why the, whenever people were like, you need to promote for my show, you need to do this. I was like, motherfucker. Oh, do I now? <laughs> the entire city of Taft probably watched you from outside that grocery store. There's probably only one grocery store in Taft, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's Albertsons. So just imagine, <laughs> imagine you're going into your grocery store like I have a Vons right down the street. Yes. And sometimes the Boy Scouts are selling popcorn and sometimes someone's trying to get you to sign a petition for the church. Do you imagine, want to know? Imagine on the off day you go to the store and, and, and I mean, a goddamn Cro-Magnon man is standing out in front of the grocery store with a sign that says comedy show tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, do you want to know what's the most fucked up thing about this? Yes. I got this idea because of my community service my senior year to work as Salvation <laughs> Army uh, bell ringer. That's great. And that was my community service. I did. I repped like a good six, eight hours. Yeah. I would put my uh, headphones or my earbuds in my hood mm -hmm. of my uh, Hurley sweatshirt. Yeah, Hurley right. sweatshirt. <laughs> and uh, didn't surf, didn't do Just any of that shit. Quicksilver's for pussies. Fucking that's, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, man, I like my shit from Australia. Fucking right, bro. <laughs> So, yeah. I, I jumped was... on my dino bike and got out of there, man. So there I was listening to Sum 41 becoming the lamest board shaker in human history. Offspring, <laughs> Offspring just came out with a new album. I was feeling pretty good. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love that. You were there? <laughs> no. But uh, it worked. It, it did work. And to its credit, it worked uh, to the point where... Uh, an hour before the show, I was on the busiest intersections corner doing the same thing. You were working the corner. And now I think that's where Little Caesars was like, dude, we should get in on this shit. <laughs> and then they did it. That's where they had their board shakers and shit. They should they should pay you royalties for that. Fucking A. Best board shaker of all time. Andrew the Boyd sh board shaker Boydston. The board shaker. <laughs> With a lot of alliteration to my it, name. There was a lot of that in there. <laughs> Number four. Wayne Gretzky hockey event. Joe and I talked about that also. Yes. Uh, you, We thought we were going to be opening for the Wayne Gretzky hockey classic. Yes. Uh, I didn't make it on purpose. Mm -hmm. And from what I hear, you kind of just opened for the grounds crew because it happened three hours before the hockey game. Is that correct? It happened, I think, no, it was like an hour before at least. But there was there were people, okay, but they were just out like it Hundreds was of feet. it was like the fucking beer festival right. all over again but on a grander scale you told me now you're in a college stadium doing it you told me days afterwards that you told a joke and about 15 seconds later somebody laughed at one i point. heard someone <laughs> yell <"Ha>, taft <laughs> like when i said something about my hometown that's great and and you know what 
I'll take that. I'll take that as a victory. Like yeah. there's there's so many times where you could sit there and bitch about a gig, but like at the end of the day, I got to see Wayne Gretzky, the great one, like feet from me. I mean, I worked for You know what he says The his... Bird, which I won't say, right? I won't I won't mention. Sure. Cuz I don't know what they're all about like, you know what Gretzky me. says to his friends what's that he tells his friends I got to watch the great one do comedy from 300 feet away <laughs> two hours before my game started the BC renegade locker saying, room that's right uh number five apologize for bringing this up no you're, worries you're a committed man but this was in your single days yeah Taft parking lot pimping is what I called this one this oh. is when <laughs> This is when you had a roast uh, at the bank in Taft for your birthday. Yeah. And you took someone out to the parking lot to fool around during the intermission of your own roast. Is that, is that the intermission or was it right afterwards? Dude, I honestly can't remember. I, well, On that, I, that, that is like a blank spot. If you could give me a name, then it would like all come back. Oh, I don't know the but name. I, no, I just know it was a blonde gal. A blonde gal. Well, in Taft, that really narrows it down. Yeah, <laughs> she was blonde. She had on designer jeans. She looked like she smoked a lot. <laughs> In my wheelhouse? That's the entire, <laughs> no, that's the entire city of Taft. But, uh, yeah, no, that was a fun night. I had a good time. I'm very glad I, I went with just uh, gelling the mustache and doing, like, the curly thing mm. that, like, Jeremiah does instead of uh, actually glittering my beard like it was suggested. You know what the best part of that show was? What's that? Is that it was Daniel Betts's like, second or third time doing a show ever. Hang on. And you put him up. <laughs> 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 you put them up during the intermission <laughs> so yes, so the roast had like 12 comics on the dais and six people went up and then you're like all right we're gonna bring up my buddy to, to do his second time doing comedy we're also gonna go on intermission so we'll be back in like 15 minutes give it up for dan betts and dan came up to the stage and as he came up to the stage the entire audience got up and walked out to smoke a cigarette and so oh, he just no. did his set he just did his set to himself so, so he learned what an open mic was, like right out of the gate. He learned what most of the, most of our shows would be like. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was uh, what's it called? Uh, foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah. The, okay. The number six, the Oildale show uh, that you got tricked into organizing that turned out to be just some dude's garage. Some dude's garage. The one deep into Oildale last year. Oh, last year. Mm-hmm. But it, but it, it's like a bar. Yes. It actually is a bar. Uh it's it has a bar in it. That but it is a garage. That, that garage <laughs> that a man owns that uh is a bar <laughs> also. Yes. Uh hit me up recently to ask me No. about <laughs> about March. And uh I'm going to march right out of there. Uh but. well, you know, like I I think I'm going to have I I mean, I'll <laughs> I listen. I'll listen to him. If if it doesn't conflict with anything that we've got going on, right? I, yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. Well, as, as you know, as, it, as, you never know in as, Bakersfield. As like, long as you're comfortable doing it, I support you from very far away. You can step on a lot of toes in this that's, town. That's true. <laughs> Ooh, here's a good one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, parking lot pimping wasn't good. No. <laughs> oh, Taft. Here's one we pimping. shared together. Oh, here we go. Backyard costume party. You remember this one that we did for the Lafferty's? Yeah. That, well, that was that was St. Patrick's Day. Oh, but they were all dressed. They were in costumes. They so, went in for it. So Andrew told uh, Trevor, Dustin, and I that uh, th this family wanted to book us to do a private show for them at their house. Uh, th this great family, husband and wife, called the Lafferties, 
uh, of all things. And we show up to the house, and they're having a St. Paddy's Day party. Trevor, Andrew, and I arrive. And upon arrival, we realize that only the Lafferty's know that this is going to happen. They have like 30 to 40 house guests who thought they were just going to have a party and have a good time and throw darts and play shuffleboard or whatever. And then they find out they're going to be held hostage while we tell them dick jokes for 45 minutes. <laughs> and uh, you, you need know, to come up on that mic, Andy, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Elizabeth and David Lafferty, they're golden beacons of humanity. I love the shit out of them. Uh, they asked me if we would do it. I was lucky enough to actually round out the lineup with a really good cast. We did it, yeah. <laughs> and I would say in the end, it became a fun gig. It was a lot of fun. Uh, see? They they were very a good crowd. They were appreciative, which I could not believe. Because if I showed up to the Thanksgiving party yeah. and you told me there was going to be a fucking puppet show going on, <laughs> I would have thrown them right in the pool. <laughs> I would have thrown the puppets and the man right yeah. in the pool. But yeah. they, they were cool. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's the whole thing. Like, for all these things that have appeared to be bad sets over the years, I've gotten pretty lucky with my perspective on it all. Mm -hmm. And and the show actually turns out good. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, we're only halfway through the fucking list. This is that is, okay that we're going that of slow? Of course. Or? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is what I wanted. This is when you told me, you told me yesterday when I saw you, you're like, hey, I know you wanted to record. But I'm sorry. I can't narrow down one story. I was like, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Number eight. Rocket Shop. Uh, you passed out, slammed your head off a metal mailbox, and, oh. and spilled your beer all over the floor, and I thought you died. Yeah, you know, a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. um, I remember that. I was sick. Um, this is this was young and stupid, Boydston. This was like three years ago. This is, this is like kind of teetering on the beast. Boydston that you were talking about earlier, like I think that's where you're kind of putting your barometer. <laughs> you're just like, how much is he abusing to that point? <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember uh, that was that was when I was engaged. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a long time. Yeah, ago. Um, I actually had on my cork board that fucking uh, that wristband. So like like it was a concert fucking wristband. Remember when I saw a fucking Offspring back in '99, man? Original prankster. Pretty like. fly for a white guy, baby. <laughs> so someone's on stage, and then all of a sudden, you just hear this big crash, and a calamity ensues. And there's a at the door of Rocket Shop. There's like this metal mail slot, and Andrew was holding a big beer mug, and something happened. He passed out, and and cracked his head off the mail slot. Yeah out cold took everything down with you and we get you up uh naomi reem and i get you outside get you some fresh air and we're sitting there and you're kind of in a haze and a daze yeah and i'm like he needs to go to the emergency room yeah immediately <laughs> yeah and naomi's like yeah i think you're right but i don't know anything about your insurance or anything so we call your mom because you're in a daze yeah you're seeing the stars so we call your mom and your mom knows you much better than I do at this point. So I call and I'm on the phone with her and I go, hey, your son just took a really bad fall and hit his head, passed out. We need to get him to the emergency room. Oh, she said, God. what happened? He fell and hit a metal mailbox and he's all crashed out. And, and I'm looking at him right now. He can't really focus in on my face or my finger or anything like that. And she just took a beat of silence and she said, 
I think he's fine. <laughs> no, and and she was right. She was right. I'm, and, but she I'm, knows the machine. She knows the make. She, she knows, knows the model. Like, she, she knows the it. hard drive. And I'm like, oh, my, I can, his mom just quit on me. I can't get his I, his mom ain't gonna ain't gonna tell me what to do with him. Yeah. So Naomi took you to the emergency room, and yeah. this poor girl sat there for like nine hours. Yeah. And they just looked at you, and what did they tell you? Well, the whole thing was, I went into. You have to go to the emergency room, right? Because yeah. it's just like, oh, well, no, I didn't have an appointment because I didn't know I'd take a pitfall <laughs> due to all of the elements of disaster that I went through. And then um, I'm just sitting there, and I remember I'm in my 805 uh, baseball tee, and I'm sitting there, and I, I'm i kind of like coming out of hitting my head and mm-hmm. everything else. And I smell like 805 because that's what beer I had. And so I just like as soon as it, it was hit, all over you, it was like I, I preserved it, but it still hit the ground. So it's not ruled a catch. And it just boom, it bl- was splashed all over. It was me. one of the best fall downs of all time. Like it was like Chris Farley falling through the table <laughs> style fall down. Like you're a svelte guy. Damn. But the level of fall was like that. If you'd planned Crashed. it, it would have been a genius pratfall. Dude, you know what? It was I'm, horrifying that it actually happened. No, of course. Now we're laughing at it, right? Because oh, I'm yeah. here and I'm doing I'm doing a <laughs> podcast with one of my best friends in comedy, Hell and that's yeah. all that matters. But dude, I'll tell you, uh I remember talking to Shannon, my uh my ex, yep. and dude, she also mentioned like people in like, Canada are downloading this podcast, by the way. If you can hear this shit, yeah. none of us liked you. <laughs> Three. We were glad when you broke your arm off of the bicycle that one time. <laughs> or no, uh, it was on a uh, forklift. Whatever. Like, she had her arm out like this, like her natural impulse to like put your arm out. You know how you like see that in the woods sometimes. Someone's like, "Oh, I'm gonna move my whole car if I just put my arm out yeah. and stiff arm this redwood." Because <laughs> I'm Bo Jackson, and it's like, no, that's didn't happen. You just folded your arm backward. <laughs> Sorry. So, oh, so yeah. what were we talking about? You. You smelled like beer. I smelled like beer. Like, dude, I like as you said, I pratfalled so perfectly that it just Bellagio fountained me in 805. It did. And I smelled like I came from a frat party. And I'm just seeing these sick kids and shit. Like, I'm just being guilted into this Dickensian novel that I just walked did into. Did the doctor ever see you? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. And they looked at you and they were like, look at you. You're fine. No, they, they were just like... Um, what did you expect? They, they were like, well... You didn't like fall asleep at all, or like days off whenever you were in the emergency room for the last eight <laughs> hours, did you? So there, and I said no, and they're just like, "Yeah, I think you're fine because oh if you God. did, if you did, you would have died, <laughs> or, or or then we would have we would have pulled you in here sooner if you passed out of there." Their diagnosis was: if you could survive, how long it takes for us to see you, you're okay. I've had some spotty physician it's interviews like the, that's like the salem witch test like either you drown in the river and you were good or you survive and you're evil yeah can you swim god inherently <laughs> okay number nine in one word martinis oh dude just the house of uh what's the weirdest thing that happened to you in martinis lounge did anyone threaten to kill you I, you know, I feel like there was... Did anyone try to jerk you off under a table? I felt like it was... I did. Yeah? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that was like the first time I really took a step toward making jokes toward a real crowd that could Gang kill member? you. Like yeah. a crowd that could kill you. The crowd I, that a crowd that has killed others, allegedly. Seven, yeah, yeah. It, there's a teardrop tattoo that no, man there has were, seen... From the time... <laughs> From the time we stopped doing comedy till the time it shut down, there were three or four murders. 
Yeah. Uh, in or around the premises, allegedly. Pretty crazy, right? Cr- pretty crazy. Didn't stop the open mic. What was the craziest thing that happened to you in there? Do you have anything? The craziest thing that ever happened to me was um, I just walked up to order a drink from one of the bartenders. And uh, apparently one of the bartenders had slept with one of the dudes with, you know, one of the thousand neck tattoos that have walked in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh thousand neck tattoo guy just kind of gave me a look and, you know, he said, better watch your back. And it's just like, well, I'm a pussy, so I'm gonna watch it twice. Like, so, uh, fuck, yeah. I'm gonna do all that. So I guess I'll not have a beer then. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Can, what do I do here? Can I can I still which, have the two dollar uh, Jack and Cokes, which are fucking absurd, and you're losing so much money over? Would you get me a beer then, sir? All I want is a beer. That's that's it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have that wit or that uh, testicular fortitude to accomplish that. <laughs> Fair enough. You skated by much more safely than the rest of us then. At that, yeah, place. yeah, I did. Fresno Indoor Festival, Full Circle Brewing Company. You remember when you and I went to that yeah, thing? Yeah, I oh do. Oh, my God. We were booked to go to a, fe- a, quote, festival at a brewing company. that we. So we hear that, and we think we think Tembler Fest, yeah. which is going to be a blowout, and Dude, it's going to be a blast. Yes. But we show up to whatever the hell was going on in Fresno, and yeah. what was going on was there was no crowd. They had a they had a, like a swap meet thing going on outside where it was just trinkets, like trinkets of toys and like beat up used blankets and shit they were selling for like twelve dollars <laughs> a piece. Yeah. Do you remember how sad it that was, street fair was? It was homeless encampment adjacent. Swamp meet it is was, what I would call it. <laughs> I, I mean, it really it was like night of the living day of the living dead. It was just, the whole flea thing, market. The whole thing was bad. Yeah. And we each did 15 minutes to to know people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were like two or three people at a bar 20 feet away. And um, I told that particular uh, <laughs> promoter <laughs> that day, I said, I don't think I could do this anymore. And that's the last time we've worked together. I love the person. Uh, I like the person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, the person is... I don't know what... The person is whatever. This is whatever. what podcasts are the for. Person's, the is, person's a person. We're, we're burning bridges for people we don't know are actually going to listen to this. Uh, you know. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Quit yeah. taking ourselves seriously. I'm burning a bridge to a haunted house. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go in ever again. The door creaks. Yeah. But you know, it's a, it's a nice cozy living space. <laughs> uh, I think number eleven, you were part of the empty space show where we had no microphone and had to scream to eight people. Dude, were you part of that? Yeah, yeah. You remember that? I do. That, uh, that was that was when uh, I know I was fresh and I was like four months into comedy. I had no idea how to use a microphone, let alone a not microphone. Yeah, yeah. You you had no idea like what was gonna be coming toward you in the no. next couple of years. No, One <laughs> the, of the next fun- five. Yeah. <laughs> All I remember is the green room had a dildo door jam. You remember that? It had a little little rubbery dong that was jamming the door. Retrospectively, that's so fucked up. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, the Shafter show that we were advertised on this big poster we got all excited about, and we showed up in literally zero people. Yeah. yeah. The entire town of Shafter decided they would not come out to see us. It was a pizza place. That was a pizza place. Um. Still good friends with the guy who booked us for it. Yeah, he's a good man. Yeah, no, he is. He's a very good guy. Um, but uh, I, I remember going out there. There's like maybe a table of people who were not there to see like the band before us mm-hmm. and the performers after us, that type of thing. 
you know, you get sandwiched. That's that's how the game works. You know, you got to get sandwiched in the real pussy getters. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I just remember going to the bar and meeting this uh, Hispanic dude, and he was fucking awesome. And we we just shared a picture of 805 and had some bullshit stories off to the side afterwards. And he was a real cool guy. There you go. So, you know, I, I got to chalk it up as a win. Like, see, I'm, all, I'm, skiing, I'm getting by the skin of my teeth. See, this is what makes Andrew so such a joy to be around and to do <laughs> comedy with. <laughs> but it makes him very hard to make him a guest at things like this because he's such a bright side guy. <laughs> like, I went home wanting to quit comedy and die on the highway because it was the first time, like, I had an actual poster with my big stupid face on it. Yeah. That, like, I could show people back home, like, look, I'm on a bill. I'm on the bill. And look at my big name and all that shit. And not one person showed up. And I'm like, I drove home going, what am I doing with my life? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 29 year old man and like this is how I'm spending my I could have a family right now <laughs> and Andrew went home like I made a friend that was a good conversation and yeah. that that makes it hard <laughs> that makes it hard I hope that people can find that bright side as well but I also understand that there's no one who's going to share your exact perspective <laughs> especially that one like I, I get it you brighten all of our days but you do make it hard to describe the bomb do diaries you know, do you know how hard it is to have a shit day whenever you look on the bright side like you just decide to clock out and then everybody's just like hey man you okay oh yeah you, dude you want to go out and get a beer you want to just hang out and talk and it's like I mean, yeah, but not in the way you want to. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be a past tense thing. Like I have shitty days too. I guess that's got to be tough for you when everyone knows you as Mister Good Time and Mister Happy. That if yeah. you're having a bad day, people almost get offended. Like fuck you, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm an I'm an ornery bastard. Yeah. So when I'm angry, people are like, yeah, that's Chris. <laughs> but you. You're our ray of sunshine, so that if you're angry, people are going to be like, I don't know what's wrong with Andrew, man. He's changed. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Have you you be angry. Yeah. Andrew's so broody right now. You could be angry one time in 300 days and be like, quit being a baby. Oh, big deal. You <laughs> lost your whole... Oh, someone took your house. Why don't you cry about it, Andy? Yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, well, if I stub my toe, I can bitch about it, and they're like, yeah, that's that's you. You guys are just like, oh, shit, boat's sinking. Like, I gotta, yeah, and I'm just like, well, at least I'll get some exercise. You're, like, that's, like, my only... <laughs> you're Mr. Brightside, and I think we just found the outro song to this episode. Oh, hey! You're Mr. Brightside. Coming out of my cage, and I've been doing just fine. Last... <laughs> good lyrics. Last one that I have written down. Yeah. Uh, the Broken Yolk show that uh, you were so gracious uh, to book me for. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you where the weirdness came in here was that we showed up, full crowd. Yeah. You did a great job promoting it. You did a great job running it. I get on stage at the end of the night, and about 10 minutes in, I realize it's it's a it's a very old demographic audience. They're yeah, all like 55 and older. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm trying to use my... You know, my more life-based references and I like the stuff that I like to do, they ain't laughing at any of it. Ugh. None of the life stuff, none of the family stuff, none of the age stuff, none of the hometown stuff, none of the the social issue stuff. The only thing they're laughing at is sex and dick jokes. And and at some point I'm like like I don't know if it was me or somebody else. I'm like, what are you guys who are you? Yeah. And we found out that they were an elderly singles group. 
that gets together for basically they were it's like old old man and old lady tinder they just get together and go to restaurants like this and then go home and bang each other yeah yeah <laughs> i've never performed to to a whole room full of geriatric people whores <laughs> <laughs> you never por- performed for a crowd of memes from drew carey show <laughs> but the last thing they wanted to do was listen to somebody tell a joke they just wanted to go get it on and figure out who they were going to leave with and i'm sitting there going like hey i got a i got a family and i'm from pennsylvania <laughs> And here's how I feel about guns. And here's and how I feel about the Confederate flag. <laughs> and here's how I feel about people who think too highly of themselves. And they're like, when can we fuck? Just which, get off stage. Which is weird because you would assume like NPR radio would be their Barry White. like <laughs> Whatever it would be. Or like, yeah, I, I could have I, nothing. I was like, maybe I'll do a murder she wrote joke or something. They didn't oh, want any of it. They oh. wouldn't want any of it. Yeah, nothing. That's a so, bummer, though, like because those shows were fun. That's not... Well, I'm not saying it's a no, bummer. I'm saying it is fun. No, yeah, yeah. That's what makes it most fun to talk about. Well, yeah. Isn't it fun that you can just like make a mockery of even your worst day? That's what. On the that's job. what this whole. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Andy. It's called the Bomb Diaries. Thank you for joining us. Jesus Christ. Yes, that is exactly. It's fun. <laughs> to, it's fun to. It's enjoy too the, easy. It's fun to enjoy the calamities. That's correct. So those are those are my thirteen that we've shared together. Yes, which is we've had a good run. We fucking have. And by the way, that leaves out probably a bunch of a bunch oh. of. What about the show that never happened at Green Room? Uh, which one? Oh, I wasn't there for that. I was at uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Oh wait, so you were just there like hanging out before? I yeah, and then you bailed. That's right. Okay. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. I was in a mood. I was at Barnes and Noble, and I didn't realize I was on the Tony Hinchcliffe show. So the guy who books it texted me, and he's like, "Hey, are you coming to?" Tim, I'm like, "No, I, I wasn't. I w- I don't remember being booked on this." He was like, "Well, you know, are you gonna come?" And I almost went. You know what? No, there's a show at the Green Room. I'm gonna go to that. And but I was like, you know what? I gotta, you know, <laughs> I gotta perform. I'm trying to be a comedian. I gotta go do comedy. So I drove down the street and did the Tony Hinchcliffe show. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'm like, well, it was only it's only a half hour into the green room show. I'll pop over there and check it out. And I popped over there, and you guys were all sitting on the patio, and I'm like, and and you go, show's over. And I said, <laughs> oh man, I said I missed the whole thing. And you said. There was no whole thing. There was no thing. No thing. <laughs> and some poor guy drove from Fresno to headline that show. Mm-hmm. And, and, he, and that, uh, that person was taken promptly to the nearest diner, which is a Mexican restaurant on the corner. Yes. <laughs> and was bought a burrito and food. Oh, well, that makes it all and better. Then, no, and, uh, and I'm sure money was also Hopefully thrown money. that way. Hopefully well, you, you know, God willing. God yeah. willing, a comedian gets it. Was it just that no one... <laughs> showed up or just that they decided no one showed up okay no no and the thing was uh also on the other side of town at the fairgrounds was uh the crab free for all (laughs) and no it's just free it's a free show and so people just go in there like it's the one open mic of good bands for like (laughs) for you know any band aviators fucked us again (laughs) am i right (laughs) that's what we should call this yeah That's the cow belt. That's a callback to the cow belt. Everybody, he knows it. Oh, he knows so, it well. I, I just looked at that and I was like, I was supposed to open for that. 
like, don't even make me open for that. Oh, uh, <laughs> you had the best slot in the lineup. I did. We I were did. supposed to follow that. Yeah. How do you follow the cow belt? Can't. We should have all showed up early and gone up. You you had it the right way. <laughs> Man, I still one of the I gotta post the picture. Joe's got a picture of the guitar dude who was shaking his junk in the lady's face. Yeah. I'm gonna post that with the episode. <laughs> So now that we've covered my 13, you've got one or two stories of your kind of craziest, either craziest story, biggest bomb, weirdest event that's happened to you in your tenure in comedy. So feel free to queue up your first one and let's talk about when it was, where it was, how it happened, all that stuff. Uh, the worst one that I can remember was just going out to what I called bumfuck nowhere, okay. uh, which says something because I'm from Taft. You're from Taft. I'm from Taft. It can't be emphasized enough, people. Uh, but I went out there and there was just this. Where was, was this? Very rednecky crowd. It was. What at, was like, the town? I don't know. Oh, you don't even know. No, no. Well, I know it was in. It was Fresno adjacent okay. is how it was presented because that's the friends who booked me for it. And what year was this? This was uh, actually like just after I left from um, Fresno and went back to Bakersfield for like a year. So that was like 2013. So this was, okay. Yeah. So you're five, just about five years into comedy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I'm I'm going out there and I'm just like excited to be with a bunch of uh, old bros and stuff and be like, oh yeah, dude, how's comedy going? And so stuff. some college buddies came out to see you. Yeah, well, no, it it was just uh, people I performed with, like oh, over the, other the years, com- the other comics. Yeah, right? yeah, from Fresno that I hadn't seen. So in a you while. were basically in the spot that I am now. You're about four and a half years into comedy. That's what I'm in. Yeah. Now. Okay. Yeah, and but I'm going back to you know like where I got my roots, like where I started type of thing, and it's like oh okay, we're going out to this show. Yeah. We're gonna go to a small town. I'm from a small town, and the show itself wasn't bad. It was just one fucking bitch who just would not like. You, there's hecklers, and okay. then there's people who refuse well, to let down. Let's talk about oh. the whole thing. So oh, you yeah. show up to the venue. What's the venue look like? The venue has a moose head on it. It's over a bar. Uh, the bar is very rickety. So you're just like, okay, yep, this is like the tap and cap type okay. place. You know, like this is where people go so they can speak a little more freely. Big bar or racially. Small bar? <laughs> huh? Big bar or small bar? Uh, I mean, like it probably had about 80 people in it. So it was, it was okay. Set up for size. comedy. Like they had a stage, mic, speakers, chairs facing there you. Was, there was a stage. Okay. Although, uh, man, like I, I can't really remember everything about it, but mm-hmm. I just remember it was on a stage, which was kind of like one, it was like a layer cake of uh <laughs> like yeah of like apartment so, carpet <laughs> that was, was kind of what it was and so i'm up at the top of this layer cake <laughs> looking down so the on stage people. is a staircase basically yeah yeah it was like okay you're gonna do like a miss america type entrance and then you're gonna do sad stories yeah. <laughs> do i walk up to the i see the stairs where are the stage this the stairs are the stage yeah, so yeah the that stair, kind of that, there you go there it is was the audience a big audience or small audience it was a big audience and Did, did they sit in the audience area or did they all sit at the bar in the back of the room? There were people at the back of the bar, which I knew I was just going to have to compete with the whole time, right? As most bar oh, shows go. Oh, bar show. And so <laughs> I've, I've done enough math over the years now. I'm finally learning it. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, there's just this lady and she will not shut up. Like I do everything that I could. So what to... are you opening or are you closing the show? Like where are you at in the show? I'm in the middle. Okay. Like did, I'm after two people. Did any weirdness happen leading up to you? 
you know, there was a little bit, but it was like I mean, this lady was heckling, but she stopped. So she like was with them. Was she disrupting the punchline, or was she trying to like every time a joke was said, she tried to say something funny afterwards? Absolutely, just okay. joke tagging, like unwanted joke tagging. And let's about the woman age. What did she look like? Was she with a man? Was she with a group? Was she uh, forty three? Red very specific. <laughs> yeah, forty forty three. I'm, I mean, like I'm going for police sketch okay. accuracy. Like I'm terrified, I was ask you and how I've you been knew. violated, and I want justice. Okay. So. <laughs> 43 um that curly hair the lady who didn't uh put makeup on because she was either like the cross guard at the elementary school okay. because uh she could still sneak in sips off of her so a rugged woman yeah say. oh yeah oh okay. yeah absolutely a okay. townie townie okay. woman like um, her name is like vicky or something oh shit. absolutely okay yeah yeah either that like i mean i was even gonna go with um like uh patricia Okay, Patty. 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 Okay. Yeah, no, Patty. Pat. Like, you know, I had my grandma, and her name was Patricia. That's yeah. not fair that I'm throwing well, that I know under the bus, I, but Patty. I know, yeah. yeah, I know Vicky's, I mean, I've I've got an Aunt Vicky who's not rugged. Yeah. However, people who are rugged <laughs> How about are this? more likely to be named Vicky than How about Giselle. they call her Big Vic? Big Vic, yeah. <laughs> Thicky. Thicky Vicky. Thicky Vicky. <laughs> So okay. So yeah, and she just won't stop heckling and the only heckles that she has is literally just yelling disagreements. So she's like she's, like it is a Facebook argument. Live. She's a bar comic. She's not polished as a heckler. No, no, <laughs> okay. no. She needs to take it back to the minors. <laughs> she wasn't ready. <laughs> and how long of a set are you doing? I mean, it turned into 20. Tur- 20 so you I didn't get minutes. lit. Okay. I didn't get lit. All right, so I'll let, I'll let you just as you step up to do your set, yeah. I'll I'll give you the floor to explain what happened. Well, oh yeah, yeah, like my whole thing while doing it was I was just doing my set. It went well. Then I started saying stuff about like, well, you know, I understand because I'm from Taft type of thing. And everybody else was like, yeah, all right, fucking Taft. And then this lady was just like, well, you know what's bad about Taft? Just like no one fucking cares. So you were. <laughs> You were teasing them about their hometown. Yeah. But you said, it's cool. I'm from a weird hometown, too. I call it endearing myself. Yes. <laughs> but she took that as, I need to take some shots at your town to get even for what you said about our yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. She okay. she took it as if I was, like, wearing her uh, rival from high school. And, you know, she for all I know, she was prom queen. And she fucked the dude with the letterman I and so. the, the haircut that I have. But he has real problems, you know. Like the dude with the Letterman, Dave. You mean? Dave, yeah, David Letterman. She like, sex with. Letterman, Dave. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, yeah but uh, I mean, like that's that's probably why I appreciated that heckle shutdown so much is because I didn't think of it at the time at this hell gig where I would have used it. <laughs> so she was yelling stuff at you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then. And then I just kept going with my set, and then she kept yelling, and the set was going well, like for every for all i know you know okay but i just kept getting so fixated and then eventually the beast got freed and eventually i said hateful things what did you say i called her a cunt <laughs> <laughs> all right i so called her a rugged cunt this is where we all right i'm trying not to micromanage your story but again step away from optimistic andy right now okay and let's get in there get in there so you it's uh, 
I saw red, man. The, I saw I, red. Well, like I saw red, like a cow who was training to kill the the running of the bulls guy who just does it and like resulted in his fucking dad getting stabbed by here, a flamboyant clown dude, like clown cowboy. Here's what we need to capture. I <laughs> yeah. want to capture the real in you. Okay. okay? I want to capture the real in you. Okay. Because the listeners need to know how much heckling and frustration it takes to get the optimistic boy. Sweet Andy, yeah, sweetest man on earth, Andy, to call someone a cunt from stage. So what? Like, how long was she heckling? Oh, how dude. many punchlines did she step on? Like, what got you there? She just kept pushing me and pushing me, and it was probably a good ten minute span of just like ill timed heckles. That's what bothers me. You can heckle me if you got a good point. And then I'll rebuttal thusly. But this lady was just literally doing it because she was just like, yeah, well, you don't look like you're much of a person. Like, have you ever seen someone who just judges you that, like, they're like, you have little value to society and the world. And then you look at them and you're like, bitch, you have less. And then that's where you lose your shit. (laughs) You went hard in the paint. I just got so so fed up. I felt like I was telling off every bad redneck mom that had the last say in Taft. Like, for my whole life was was there <laughs> that's not anyone... to say there's a lot there's just they they made an impact <laughs> was there anyone in the room who tried to stop her from heckling during the show no because nope. uh the, the guy the guy the booker uh slash guy who was hosting it was drinking off to the side doing his thing and he was just doing is he still in comedy he still is okay yep uh the the bartenders <laughs> didn't try to stop it uh, well, no, dude, they're, they're overwhelmed with business for once. <laughs> the other, the other audience members around her didn't try to stop it. Oh man. Um, I, th- I think the table tried for a second, but they're just like, let Betty go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, let her, let her run her mouth. She'll get tuckered out eventually. Well, and here's the thing that I've noticed is that a lot of, a lot of people who heckle, they think they're helping the show. Yeah, like isn't talked, that a weird thing? I've smashed hecklers, and then after the show, they're like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I just thought, you know, you show up, and you heckle the comedian, and you help the show out. Like, dickhead, no, <laughs> you don't help. That doesn't help the show out. It'd be like if you went to see a juggler, and you knocked the ball out of his hand. It yeah. doesn't help the juggling, Yeah, you're, you're disrupting concentration, first off. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, you know, there's an art show going on. Let's go break his pencil while he's sketching some <laughs> shit. That doesn't Just walk help. up and snap it. And yeah, walk right. Away. Right. Yeah, this guy's doing a caricature of me. I I tore the paper off of the canvas while Hope he was doing it. Hope you know shorthand, Bob Ross. I was, just, I was just trying to help you do a better job. What's the matter? Yeah, I poured oil all over your canvas. Yeah, man. yeah. Now, now you're painting on black. It's real art. So, did you try to quiet her before that? Did you try to go, "Hey, ma'am, can you stop?" Or did you try to play around with her I and did. say, "Okay, that's enough." Did you do anything like that? I'm I'm not a big person to just shut things down unless it's like a big crowd that like absolutely <laughs> paid to be there. Yeah, you know, like I get it at that point. Like I'll just be like, "Hey, you gotta shut the fuck up." Like. Yep. I'm getting paid to do this. I got to make a good impression. Like it's it's like an interview almost. Yeah. You know, like that type of mentality a little bit more. So, yeah. what was the contextual sentence with which you called her a cunt? Um, man, I, here's a th- here's a regional difference for while you think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's a regional difference for me, at least to me, where I'm from, I've noticed out here that that cunt is thrown 
pretty freely uh, a little at, bit a, as as like an insult to a woman. We don't do that back home. Like I, I would never like I I would never call a girl a cunt. I call men cunts. Yeah. Like it's a for us it's like it's a step further than calling well, a what dude. What do you what do you call thing. females comparatively? I don't really have that. I call I call like like dude related curses I'll go like uh, usually like it, same thing asshole, dickhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Douchebag. Yeah. All, all that stuff. Um, or, you know, I'll just scope out. I, I try to, especially for female hecklers, I'm, I'm not going curses because the curse is usually to incite the emotion and I, and I'm uneven playing field. It can't escalate. It cannot, I can't escalate the situation. If I, if I got a dude heckler, I can escalate the situation and go, Hey, Hey, a couple minutes before I'm off this fucking stage. So you decide what's going to happen now. <laughs> Parking lot. I actually said that. I said that <laughs> yeah. during the showcase. I said this guy kept heckling, and he had a tank top on in November. So you, you know where that's going. Yeah, and he just kept heckling. <laughs> it's like the fall leaves in Massachusetts. Yeah, like like he, there's 210 people in the room, but he's just got to show people that he did curls. To, like he's at a show where eight of the best comics I've seen in my entire time are going to be on it, and there's 210 other audience members in a dark room, but in his mind, they're all going to look at his arms and go like, wow, those are nice biceps, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and he just kept heckling the whole night, and finally, I, like, I played around with him and said, okay, you got to stop. And then he started saying stuff and his girlfriend again, and I looked at them and I went like this, and they yelled something again, and I, I, I'm sorry, I looked at them, and I, I pushed my hands down, like, stop. Yeah. And they did it again, and I opened my eyes wider and said, stop. And then he yelled out again, and I said, dude, you, you got to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody cheered, and I said, because I'm going to bring up the next guy in about 40 seconds, and then I'm going to get off here and come right there and tell you to shut the fuck up, and it's going to be way worse for everyone in the room. Yeah. Um. Was that uh, before Zaluski or after him? After him. Oh, dude, and he was like, he laid into him well, real that, good. But that's what Zaluski does. He, he did plays, such a good job. He play, He's he's at his best. He's home playing with the crowd. Yeah. But not ever, so. But I've got to, as a host, yeah. I've got to take the momentum. So Zaluski's at home playing with the crowd. Yeah. The next comic is Josh Spear, who's a, who's a, a vaunted pro New York, L.A. guy, but he's more narrative fashion like me. Yeah, yeah. So I've got to shift the room from town hall to being ready to listen to just just a polished act again. Yeah. And this guy won't let me do it. <laughs> he won't. And I'm like, I'm going up going, I'm going to sacrifice myself and do like not get a great reaction so that I could take the momentum down for Josh to come in back at square one. I'm trying to do that. Um, and he's just not letting it happen. So, but if I, if I've got a female heckler, I can't. I I'm not going to do that. I can't because the the situation cannot escalate. So I don't go to curses or things that would rise the tension further. I'll go to what's going to make you self conscious without being uh, unreasonably insulting. Like when I had the uh, college freshman hecklers, and I I started. Uh, telling jokes at them and when they got angry I said what are you what what's what are you gonna do not wear my jersey to homecoming I don't yeah. give a shit <laughs> because I know they're a freshman in college there's nothing that would be more insulting to them without being you know like going too far like you know 
Also, the dad went up and said like incredibly racist Obama jokes before. Right. <laughs> so, but there's so they kind of had it come. So my angle to get them is I know a college. I I've I've dated college girls. You know, I know a college girl. There's nothing that would offend a college girl more than telling her she she seems like a high school girl. Yeah. And so all I had to do was say the homecoming jersey thing, and she was that was done. But she that's was, she just you remember because it well, she just stood up. It's one of my favorite heckler takedowns, and you you tell like I know you told Landon on his podcast. You're like, oh, I, you know, Boydston kind of gives me credit for this thing, and it's like because it sometimes it's not just about like like oh this wasn't creative enough or anything. It's about how well did it work to fucking disarm the situation, but also. Like, how to the point was it, and how but, stinging? And I, I thought it was stinging. I didn't think there was anything bad about it. Like, I'll defend that shit till the end of the days. For me, it was a beautiful reaction sociologically, too, because I got to watch, like, as a young college person. Yeah. <laughs> it appeared to be, and a young, like, she seemed, like, seemed, they seemed like a wealthy family. As a young college person, it seemed to be the first time that someone had come at her that way and there was no method of recourse to to get retribution for her upsetness because when i said it uh, right before i said it i was making jokes at her and she got angry and she just stood up she didn't stand up and yell she didn't stand up and throw anything she didn't stand up and yell out because she was 19 she was trying to like process what to do now and her body just shot out of the chair <laughs> and she just stood there and just had like her fist kind of clenched and was just looking at me. And that and that's when I said, well, what are you going to do? Not wear my jersey to homecoming? And that just, ex she just exploded and stormed out and uh, and <laughs> gave me the finger and called me something and, and left. But it was just a really cool moment. But anyway, that's how I do it. And but uh, we really took a turn around no, the it, block there. No, it, and that's cool because at the same time, I don't want to just, you know, talk the whole time. Like, I want to hear, you know, shit from you. See, that's the sweet Andy well, right there. Well, that's the thing. But anyway, that I'm comes a, down to we don't we don't have those, uh, like, I, I we don't have the, like, you're, you're being a cunt. I do that for a dude. Like, for a dude, that's how you emasculate a man back home. Is yeah, to, yeah. You're a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not going to do nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's how we use it. But here, much different. So... You tr you didn't try to defuse it. You were just hoping she would peter out and stop. Well, at the point, it was like I thought I diffused it, right? And she was gone for a good, like, three-minute spell. <laughs> I was just, like, counting my blessings, like, oh, I got through a joke. And then said, I fucking had this joke, and I just remember it being, like, sensible to politics possibly at the time which like at this time now it just seems like softball you know <laughs> and this is 2013 this is right after obama's yeah election yeah yeah and so you know i just do this lighthearted joke or whatever and then it just became like the, like that's the first time i realized like oh shit can become a town hall meeting <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you if you say the wrong thing. Oh, what was the sentence that you said to her? It was just That's something we like uh um it was my cool black guy joke about Obama. Okay. But Trump wasn't around to finish the punchline. But so. how how did you get to yelling that at her? Like what was the, what did you say to her? No, I thought I diffused it. So I was like on the track of doing comedy again, like set, you know, right. doing stuff like that and 
I was like, yeah, they're laughing at the dirty stuff, and, and now I've, I've kind of steered them into thinking a little bit, so let's have this fun. And then I went for it, and – oh, sorry. I keep doing that shit. <laughs> I, I just worry that I'm going to shout into people's ears You eventually. won't. I, I can edit all that. Okay, all right. So, yeah, it, it just got to that point where um, she, like, looked at me and said – I can't remember what, what – she was like – she's like, I – Bet that your fucking uh, parents are real proud of you or something. And I was like, I bet yours are, you fucking cunt. (laughs) And then I just kind of went at it. And what did the crowd do when you said that? They went, oh. They liked it. Well, some did. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Some wanted to give me a talking to and were kindly escorted. but Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So they had to be thrown out. Well, it was fucking family members let's talk about this please Andy well shit you know like it just kind of like it's coming back to me like little by little (laughs) because because I honestly don't like I like I said I always look at the light side of things and now I'm like actually being like Chris is like hey man free out your fucking Sith Lord let's see what's in that fucking black robe so you yell that to her and the crowd all goes oh yeah and like how many family members uh, roughly were there there was another guy who just stood up and said i will fuck you up buddy <laughs> and then that was where i was just like maybe comedy isn't worth it anymore because <laughs> i'll die so when like, he when like, he yelled that what happened uh the bartender immediately or, or no not the bartender the bodyguard Came oh, there was a bodyguard. Yeah, kicked him out. The bodyguard had yeah. seen this before. Bodyguard, I smoked out earlier, so bodyguard had my back. See? There you go. <laughs> it was like strategic, calculated. <laughs> strategic friends. What I'll, a good way to go. So he got thrown out. Did she get thrown out too? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. At that point. like, cause, Well, then because she stood up and like started coming, doing fucking finger pointing and shit like that, yelling oh. in my face, so... When they got thrown out, did the bar stay on your side or did you lose the bar? I had a lot of people who were real cool to me. Um, it was very clear that I offended a good, you know, 25% or something by oh, by no. getting old Betty kicked out. Did you say anything <laughs> else to her? Black tar Betty. <laughs> yeah. Did you say anything else to her while she was yelling at you? Uh, no. I, I just kind of like, I was drinking actually. I was cocky enough to fucking drink in her face. Oh, there you go. You just took it like she was coming up to you on the stage and you just like took a sip. Yeah. It's a good move. Yeah. Well, you know, it was just it was just like I got an O. So that's enough time to actually abbreviate something and just be like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to take a sip here and what do you mean you figure got out o? my next move. Am I fighting Bam Bam Bigelow in the back or am I going to have to deal with Black Tar Betty who's going to rush me first? <laughs> so they get they get carried out of the room. Yes. And now you've got like eight minutes left to go. Uh, It was like. Well, by then, it kind of died down to a cool two. <laughs> oh, so you just did a quick thing and got on. Yeah, I, I tried. They, uh, did, the, did the crowd it was still the joke, listen? It was the joke that I'm not allowed to say anymore. Like, uh, a bunch of Bakersfield comics came at me and were like, don't ever say that joke again. It's on text from last night. <laughs> which uh, which one is it? It was just the Lion King. You remember oh, the Lion King? Yeah, very vaguely. Yeah, yeah. Just it was just like a like oh, if you get pressed with an awkward sex situation where this happens, you just make light of it. Like that was all I was doing. I see. And it was based on a story my friend told me that yeah. he did in Arizona. Come to find out, it is on text from last night. Area code's not from Arizona. 
but I don't know that. Yeah. And also, my friend said he still did it. <laughs> so there's truth. So the story, it just happened to be on text from last night, but it, it was just something that you actually came up with. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just uh, we it was based ab- on a stone conversation. I think Joe and I talked about this on our episode. The early comedy group around here was very vigilant and self-righteous in, in, into multiple phases. Yeah. So you might have gotten caught in one of those waves where somebody... I would love to bring that joke out of retirement and see how it does, because it crushes. Well, just... You know, do something else with it. Do something. Well, Take I a tried. different angle. I tried, and then people were like, "No, no," because now you're just trying to kick snow over it. Like, yeah. yeah well, but it, you're you're better off without it. It's a Lion King joke, and yeah. it's 2018. But the Lion King, uh, you know, live action's coming out now. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> All right. Well, maybe you can open for them. <laughs> yeah, they'd really appreciate that story. So you finish your set. Yes. And then what happens? I just uh, go about my business, uh, and and I guess the only reason that this was like one of the worst gigs for me is because I feared for my life. Like I just had an uncontrollable anxiety. There we go. Uh, that whole that whole night, like even even when I left, I was like, "So I fuck a motorcycle following me or something?" Like because well, <laughs> let's slow it down. Yeah, you, they get thrown out. Mm-hmm. You get off stage. You're wor- you're uh, people were about to rush you on the stage. Yeah. How much longer is the show? Uh, you know, there's like, I think two more, three more comics. Were Were they threatening you as they were being oh, escorted? Oh, sorry, out? there was two to three more comics, and then two more got put on because <laughs> they made the trip. You know, it was like one of those. So a good bit of time, but were, was the guy threatening you as he left? Um, well, yeah. I mean, I I didn't hear what exactly he said. But he was yelling at you. Yeah, yeah. Even as he I was mean, being... he threatened to fuck me up and that was enough for me to just fight or flight i flight <laughs> so you had like another hour or so to just sit there and wonder if someone was outside exactly okay. yeah yeah so i was just kind of like my so, friend's like hey you want to go out and smoke i was like i do but no <laughs> i didn't i didn't tell him that i was just you like, go no, i'll no, be out in five minutes i think i'm good bro i'm just gonna have beer chill with these people and i knew what it was like to be a politician like yeah. to have half a room divided against you and you know, the other side being on your side. <laughs> like, yeah. But those half aren't going to fight for you. Oh, no. They're just going to go, hey, leave them alone. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do a fucking picket next You're going to kill them. <laughs> we're going to go out on a <laughs> crossroads. Exactly. So. <sighs> oh, that's another you one. Got, you got an hour left. Yeah. And after the show's over, you got to go outside. Yes. So how does that take place? I think I actually like talked to one of the people I met and it was just like, Hey, is that guy out there still? <laughs> Cause they went out to smoke. <laughs> I was like, I didn't see him. I think he's gone. And then some lady was like, no, he left. He and then left. you ran to your car and just, I didn't, out of I him. didn't run. I was just like, I tried to play it cool, you know, not be a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was a bitch. I, I am a bitch. Well, that <laughs> a, a similar story happened to me my second time ever doing stand up at Martinis. Yeah. Is I was doing, I was in the middle of a set and you know how ruckus that place was. People would just, I mean, scream you off stage. It was a night where everybody was screaming from off stage. And I was on stage and this dude came up and he went, he tried to take the microphone and he came up and he goes, no, 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 man, you, you're not being funny. I got to do this. And I met him with my uh, alien ridiculous hand on his chest and pushed him away and told him, I'm telling you right now, don't come back up for the rest of the night. Don't do this to any of my friends. And two comics later, Ben Bradley's on stage. This guy gets up 
and walks up on stage this time and from behind grabs the microphone. And the security guard grabs him and I go to grab him. And as the security guard grabs him, another one like separates me and I'm John at the guys. He's walking out. And then I see he's got a friend like as we're out in the lobby and I'm kind of giving him the business. He's got a friend behind him that's he's huge. He looks like Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, he's like six, five. This is a big dude. And I see him kind of give me the wide eyed look. And I and I look at him and we start John at each other a little bit. And security splits us up, and he goes back in the room, and I go back in the room. And as I go back, I sit at the bar, and he goes to the corner of the room, and I see him kind of whispering to like a dozen of his friends. And they all get up at the same time and walk over to like along the wall and walk out the door. And while they walk out the door, one of the guys like points the, like points the, like his, with his finger, like points the gun at me. Like that, like not a actual gun, but with his fingers, like yeah, no, the gun no, in. like metaphor, yeah. And thirteen people walk out, and like a dickhead, I had just moved out. I still had a Pennsylvania license plate, and my set that I was doing that night, I was talking about oh, being from Pennsylvania, no. and we're in California. So my car is the only one in the parking lot with a Pennsylvania license plate. Yeah, and thirteen dudes go out there and just surround my car in a circle, and I'm sitting there in the bar like, is, well. This is how it's, and like I said, people have been killed at this place. Yeah. I didn't know that then. I know it now. I had a feeling then. Absolutely. And so I'm sitting there for the next hour, and I, I don't want to go out. And I wait for the show to end, and it's finally over. And I'm like, well, I, I got to go outside now. And the security guards lovingly informed us that they can only assist uh, us uh, in any issue that may happen to the speed bump, which is five feet away from the door, and then my car is another 75 feet away. Oh, fuck so I'm like, fuck it. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go out and whatever happens. So I stand up, and before I stand up, Ben Bradley, <laughs> and this is before Ben. Ben's in great shape now. Like, he's, oh my god, dude. He's a dude, power lifter and all that. He's shit. He's a brick shit house. But he was not a brick shit house back then. No, <laughs> there were no bricks in his shit house. <laughs> it was a. It was a Adobe hut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the sweet, sweetest guy. And like 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 bu- a good buddy till the end. I'm about to get up and walk out, and he goes, "No way, wait for me." He goes, "I got to run to the other side of the room and pay my tab. Don't walk out without me." <laughs> Talks to you like he's the Dark Knight. No, that's just how he sounds. Like <laughs> no, I, I know he doesn't as much I now, know. but he used to. I used I always said to impersonate him, I would just do a series of Z's. So, That's so bad. it's just a, his impression for me is just a series of Z's and A's. So he walked. I said, okay, I'll wait for you. He turns to walk to the bar and I just turned and walked out because it's going to be worse for him to go with me. I'm going to have a hard enough time keeping myself alive, let alone trying to keep Ben as safe as I can. Yeah. So I just walk out by myself and by some stroke of luck, they just happened to get bored with it all as I was about to hit the door and I saw them disperse and walk away from my car and drive away. But if you were the untrained eye in the bar, you saw me walk out the door and 13 guys get in their cars and drive away. And I get to be like, yeah, motherfucker. That's right, baby. Comedy, bitch. That's right. So I've been there. Yeah. Scary feeling. Oh, my God, When you dude. don't know what's going to Maybe he's got a pipe. Maybe he called everyone from whatever this town is and they're waiting for me. I thought at minimum, like, I would get, like... He looked like a dude who, even if I won the fight by some miracle, right, 
Like, he was a dude who didn't care about winning the fight. He cared about fucking the other dude up. Yeah. That's a more scary fighter. Yeah. Like, yeah, people who expect to win, oh, okay, you're like a clean-cut fighter. People who just do it because they want to break your nose yeah. and fuck you up. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just want to make you look like a human raccoon. He don't want to win. He just wants to fight. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's hurt each other. I just want to fling these Christmas meat fucking hams into your face what do i got to lose i live in this town i'm out at your show obviously yeah. there's nothing yeah you know so he that's where he's at and meanwhile i'm sitting there being like man i'm gonna one day be a star i'm gonna open for fucking theaters and shit exactly <laughs> he's got none of those aspirations there's no beating that guy even yeah. if you beat that guy there's no beating that guy no because <laughs> whatever show you do next he'll be there yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> he'll be there yeah yeah let's do it again man come yeah. on yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you made it home safely. Yes. And luckily for us, you did. Yeah. Um, anything else on that story that you have? Uh, I mean, like, a dude took me to the back parking lot and smoked me out, so shout out to him <laughs> like, back in the day. He was he's a great dude. I didn't really have a podcast for him that uh, talked about this story until now, so it's a lot of fun. Dude, whoever you were, thank you very much. He, he calmed me down, uh, believe it or not, just because of the weed. <laughs> like, that's good. So you got kind of a win out of that night. It was kind of a win. Yeah. I, well, that's, again, that's just perspective, you know? Like, so, I, anytime I get to go out and do what I love, it doesn't matter if it's a bad day at work. I had a good day at work because it's the fucking thing I love. Like, I think that's why we do comedy. It doesn't matter how much of a dumpster fire it can be. It's just like, oh, shit, all I got was a joke and a story out of this, like. <laughs> Still one. Oh. So on the ride home, you felt pretty good? Uh, yeah. <laughs> good. I remember calling a friend just being like, hey, man, oh, I got crazy as shit. <laughs> was he excited for you? Uh, yeah, it was my best friend, my best friend, Tony. Nice. So, yeah. So you drove home. Did you drive home or were you with a couple other comics? Uh, I just drove home. And you were feeling back to Bakersfield? Yeah. Yeah. And you're feeling good. Like, hey, this is what the this is what the game is, baby. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I understood. Like, I had a, uh, there was a show at a place called The Crossroads back in Fresno. Yeah. And I remember I walked in uh, to no one. And then there was like three people who showed up. One guy just uh, was like shaking. Like, you could, you know, like that shaking where a person has to like make noise out of their mouth to let you know they're shaking. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like that type of thing. And you're just like, is that guy like orgasming or is something? Is he like seizuring? Like, what's happening? And he just runs out. He's just like, hey, man, hey, all right. And then he just like walks out. And I'm just like, okay, that was weird. And then I go into the bathroom stall and there's a fucking just like remnants of Coke. Like, oh, okay. and I was like, oh, that's what it was. This is my first introduction to cocaine course. Wow. Like, yeah, I, I made it pretty, pretty far without ever seeing that shit. <laughs> I think it's much more prevalent in the in the in the world than I would expect. Absolutely. It's kind of like what, uh, you know, parents probably thought of marijuana. If you ask me, like if you ask me, I would think like four people are doing coke. Mm hmm. Much more than that, it turns out. We know we know a lot of people who do coke I, <laughs> or have, have you, done yeah, coke. You know a lot of people that do coke. I haven't found out about almost any of them yet until almost every week someone's like, yeah, I was doing coke with this person who I know always does coke. And I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ, everybody. Yeah. But five, four or five years ago, it was that way with weed. I, I didn't know all of you were high all the time four years ago <laughs> until one Good day times. I was at Rocket Shop and somebody... Uh, 
somebody was like all glassy eyed and their breath smelled like that whatever that shit is that you sm- like it's marijuana a- no the the whatever the syrupy sh- vape, oh hash vapey is it a vape pen oh oh just like the was vape it, pen was is it just a- like the thin one that syrupy looking shit yeah yeah that's that's just uh yeah, I've noticed that thing gives people a very a very odd smelling breath because I've been you know in yeah. comedy shows people whisper to me a lot and I can smell it. And I said, "Are you high right now?" And like, yeah. And, and I said, "How often do you hit that thing? All day long?" And I'm like, "Geez, what? Who else in the group?" And he's like, "Well, everybody but you." <laughs> <laughs> See, Chris, this is why you're never invited. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, I'm the, I'm the square. And then I'm you the do Friendsgiving once a year to endear yourself. And you to all the get high. Yeah, you all get high away from me and then eat my food. <laughs> you never figured out why locusts show up once a year. Yo, I've been doing that my whole life. On senior week, uh, no, what, that's awesome. On senior week, it, uh, I was with like a dozen people. Everyone got high but me, and we went to an all-you-can-eat buffet. And I'm sober as a judge, and I'm sitting. And this is Pennsylvania kids, so it's not yeah. like you got you you guys grew up smoking weed. You guys know how it is, but Pennsylvania kids don't have that. So these kids are all high, and they're probably high for like the fourth or fifth time in their life. And I'm sitting there sober as a judge, high exactly zero times in my life, and yeah. I'm watching them like throw fucking chicken wings at each other in the restaurant, and like almost get us thrown out. And I'm sitting there like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Uh, and well, we did the same shit, you know. Thanksgiving, we yeah, just did right. it while high. <laughs> yeah. uh, so your takeaway from the show, what did you learn from it? Uh, I learned, you know, just like stay the course and and do it. Like, because uh, no matter what happens, I can look back. I, I don't regret it. I don't regret calling her a cunt. She deserved to be you called don't, a cunt. See, no, you don't. No. See, here's where we defer. Is yeah. Because whenever I've had situations like that, and when it explodes like that. I always leave going like, ah, I, I, I feel like I could have been, so, I could have done something else I, because I've had things where I would do what you would consider like that, what you would try to do to make an epic takedown of a heckler. Yeah. But now the heckler wants to fight me and either I fight him and ruin everybody's night or I don't fight him and now he's a danger to the group. And it has to be thrown out, and the whole the whole the whole thing is weird now. It's not comedy anymore. It's something else yeah. weird in the air. So yeah. I always go home thinking like, "Damn it!" Yeah. <laughs> but you're the eternal optimist. You're like, she deserved it. Well, you know, it turned into what it turned into. I'm happy. Like like the newest heckler, the the biggest one, and I've had people like who have seen me at the show mm-hmm. for Streets of Bakersfield uh, with Dan Betts at Rocket Shop. There was this chick who heckled me, and she did the same shit. She heckled me at weird intervals, and it was like nothing made sense about it. I was just like, I'm a teacher. Like, I know how to shut this shit down. <laughs> I'm not a teacher. I'm a sub. But either way, you know, like, I I just let her have it. And then uh, she kept trying at different weird points, and I was going to close out on a joke. And then she heckled and said, like, moving right along, and said, oh, shut up. Like why I can't wait until you get home an hour from now to put a dick in it or something. <laughs> like that was all I said. Is oh, the crowd, yeah. and the crowd was it, back on my side. Well, if you let someone heckle enough, the crowd just wants to see them get put in their place. Absolutely. But you have to time it perfectly because if you time if you do it too soon, they're gonna go, hey, that's over the line. Yeah, yeah. Or if you do it too late, they're done with the night, or they might be joining in with the with 
the nonsense that is what the heckler is doing. Yeah. But if you time it perfectly to where they're just starting to annoy the crowd too much, you get to hit them with anything and everyone just, oh. Oh, yeah. 18 minutes into making people laugh and that's your spot? Like, what? I was there. And at that point, I think a couple of us waved like that she's got to leave or maybe it was Harmon or Dan. Yeah. Somebody did it. You were in the back. Somebody did it. Yeah. And I went out to the bar and she was with a boyfriend or a date or whatever. It was and, a first time date. And she walked out yelling and there was me and maybe somebody else sitting right by the bar. And when the boyfriend walked out, we both we, we kind of go ahead. Go ahead. You yell something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yell something. From what I hear, the guy was like actually like face palming like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, why is she doing this? Oh, he was upset about it. I, I, that's what I heard from I people they, who were like near it. Right. Gotcha. They were like, oh, yeah, we saw you here. Like they just came out to an open mic one week. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, we saw you whenever you did that. uh the the chick in the back you know it was just like oh that bitch like he just he just paid the tab and they bounced yeah i just remember um uh, like the then the cops came in yeah i think you left right before this cops come in go up to mike and just ask like have you seen this lady or whatever oh yeah she came in had a bunch oh didn't of... she say she was kidnapped yeah she called in her own kidnapping or some shit and i was sitting there and and that's another thing i felt bad I was like, fuck, did I result in a kidnapping like type of situation and stuff like that? Did I do that? And then I went home, and then the next morning I watched the news. Nothing came up about a beautiful chick missing, so we moved on with our lives. And I learned <laughs> that she was a fucking liar on top yeah, of being a cunt. <laughs> that poor guy, that poor guy, for, for he, she called in a kidnapping thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's that a tough one. Kind of sticks to your record. Someone told me <laughs> after that that she called in a fake kidnapping that she indeed is fine. Yeah. And then called in that she was she was kidnapped. Isn't Boy, that the craziest shit? That's pretty crazy. Like how bad do you have to be at losing an argument? And that and that's something I learned in You drove like, someone to say they were kidnapped. <laughs> in society. That's how bad it is. Yeah. That's how bad people don't want to lose arguments like, well, I may have lost this verbal, but this motherfucker's losing years off of his life. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you telling the story. That's all I've got. Unless you've got some words of wisdom, parting words for the people. You got anything? Uh, Any sign off? I I would just say uh, enjoy your time. We're, you know, we're we're just chilling here on this uh, big floating marble and black nothingness. So just have fun. Go out there and do what you want to do. I'm doing it, and even though I feel guilty at Thanksgiving, I have a good time with the rest of my life. <laughs> Life's a garden. You dig it, you make it work for you. That's right. Yeah, there you just, go. just go out and have fun. And, and if you ever get in too much of a drum, just call and say you were kidnapped, and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, and blame a fucking middling comedian from Kern County. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Andy. I appreciate it. This is The Bomb Diaries, Episode 3, with Andrew, the sweetest man on earth, Boydston. Thanks again, buddy. Thank you.